0: Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Boy, I have just really been channeling, you know what, out of messages and readings and in my therapy sessions and the vibration is just beautiful. Um, And y'all know, they use me directly. And I want to talk to you today about something I think a lot of people struggle with why you can't want more for someone than they want for themselves and the impact of that. And I think so many of us want to help other people. And we see things that perhaps other people don't seem to see. And all we want to do is make life easier for somebody because maybe we've been there, done that, but that's perhaps probably one of the hardest lessons we as human beings need to learn is that we can't help anyone that doesn't want to be helped. And it's sad. It's a sad truth. It's heartbreaking. It hurts. And it's frustrating as hell. But it's the God's honest truth. You, you just can't. And I wanted to talk today about how you can't want more for someone than they want for themselves, because there's something that I struggle with for much of my life. And it was a theme with my clients this week. So, of course, I was got to talk about this because clearly my guides need me to talk about it. and And somebody needs to hear this. I always know that whatever the message comes through, hopefully at least one person, I know at least one person needs to hear it, if not many. Somebody out there listening, maybe many of you listening today need to hear this. And I believe that whatever you are urged to listen to on my podcast, it's the exact right thing and the exact right time. So, If you're somebody who loves helping others as I do, and you find yourself frustrated when when your wisdom falls on deaf ears, then I believe today's podcast episode will help you navigate through the muck. I believe human beings are driven by two primary needs. And you don't need to agree with this. I'm not attached to it, but I'm going to tell you what I believe because that's kind of how I roll. They're driven or they, yeah, they're driven by two primary needs, connection and service. Now, those aren't the only needs a person is driven by, but for the sake of why we are put on this earth and for the sake of the topic of today, let's just keep those two things in mind. Okay. Connection and service. Two powerful desires. Even if somebody is selfish, if they're as selfish as they can be, Connection and being of service matters to them in some way, even if it's uh, self-fulfilling, right? Even if it's just for very selfish reasons, altruistic reasons. Other ways or rather other words that might help make this more sense or are, you know, when I talk about connection and service, that it can be love and significance. Those are other needs, right? People need to be needed. They need to be heard. They need to bond, need to belong. Everyone needs to feel like they matter. Connection and service. When we give to love, we are able to belong and connect. Right? When we give from a place of love, when we give for the only purpose is to love, then our sense of belonging is affirmed and our sense of connection is affirmed. And that really comes down to when we help others. I don't know about you, but I rarely meet somebody who doesn't have an instinct to help somebody else. I really don't. And a lot of people, no, I'm not going to say a lot of people are having me correct that everybody wants to feel like uh, they're needed. Everybody wants to feel like they can be helpful or an expert at something. And the closer the connection to someone, the higher the desire to help is, right? Truth is, everybody has their own group of life experiences that leads to earned wisdom. And with that earned wisdom comes a higher perspective, the one that knows more because they've been there and done that, right? And with that knowledge comes a desire to help those who are less fortunate in their knowledge, those who have yet to acquire it. Wisdom in its own right is wonderful. That's why I don't know about y'all, but that's why I love to talk about talk to um, people who are older. You know, in their 70s, in their 80s, 90s, they have wisdom that we don't have if we're younger. Everybody has different wisdom. But when you talk to a person who's of the older generations, the things that they have learned are insane. Their wisdom. That's why it's, you know, it's very hard. And I remember when my daddy passed, he he died at eighty-five, and he took all his wisdom with him. Granted, he sh- he shared stuff with us over time and over the years, and he's written things, and he was a beautiful uh, uh writer. But he took all of the wisdom that he had with him. Isn't this just weird how that happens? I always think, gosh, it would be lovely to be able to pl- to to plug into somebody's brain and extract all the wisdom, and be able to write it down somewhere. But that is more of a sci-fi movie than a reality, I know, right? So wisdom in its own right is wonderful, and it's to be cherished and respected. And it's earned when someone is ready to learn what they need to learn. And there's got to be complete alignment with the need to learn and the perfect moment for the teaching of the lesson. So in other words, the experience that brings the wisdom, it has to be in perfect alignment with the moment of openness to learn it. Take a look at the people in your life just for a moment. They're very uh, varied ages and a varying intelligence. And the variation, you know, the spectrum, so to speak, it extends beyond wisdom into readiness and openness to growth, right? So you can be smart, but really, uh, it it's all comes down to how open you are and the readiness you are to receive and learn. Uh, and, and, and become a different version of yourself, evolve. So if somebody is not open to growing, the lesson just drops to the ground. If someone is not open to learning, if they think they know better already, uh, if their, uh, their fear of being blamed or seen as stupid or not as knowledgeable supersedes their ability to uh, welcome wisdom, then the lesson shows up in some other way, right? It shows up later, um, you know, either through failure, mistakes, pain, or heartbreak. Somewhere down the line, there's another opportunity for this person to kind of not be so defensive and be in a position to be open to hearing. So lessons and wisdom come through veteran humans and through personal experience. Does that make sense? So people who know more and, of course, through what you do. And it's terribly hard to withhold guidance and information from somebody who you know. Oh, it's so hard. Who you know could truly benefit from what you know. It's really hard. I have experienced it. And I know people in my life over my lifetime have experienced the same thing with me. Like there are times in my life, especially, well, really more so when I was younger. um, I I don't want to hear what you have to say. I I, I don't need you to teach me. Because that, what I interpreted it as is that it's doing something bad and wrong. So if you're trying to school me, then I screwed up. Where if you're able to shift it and learn to look at it a different way, reframe it, and say instead of me feeling like I'm a fuck-up or a failure or I've done something wrong, you're like, well, okay, maybe, maybe if I listen to this, I can even be a better person. What if I looked at it like that? Is it possible for me to look at it like that? Right? So it's hard to withhold that when you see somebody screwing up or if you see them staying in a relationship that makes them unhappy or in a job that makes them unhappy or doing things that is, that are so self-destructive, it is hard and you can feel the blood trickling out of your tongue as you bite down hard on your tongue to prevent yourself from trying to get them to listen to what you have to say. How many of you have been in that position? You're like, oh God, I just, I'm really having a hard time biting my tongue here. They have got to hear what I have to say. And you know better because you've been there where they are. You've made the mistakes they've made or some uh, aspect of it. You know the shortcuts and you're on the other side of what they're experiencing. You know more. You've earned that wisdom. You've worked your program and it seems to, seems you know, uh, so easy that you could just tell them what they need to know and they listen and it helps. Like, how nice would that be? That is not usually how it works. Person's got to be ready for it. Right? So I see that a lot with parents and teenagers all the time, especially those who are entering their adolescence and young adult years. It is next to impossible. And I don't know how many of y'all have kids that age, right? I, it's next impossible to tell a child in that age range that they should be doing X instead of Y, or they need to be doing this, or, you know, uh, put your coat on because it's cold out or don't do this because, you know, if you drink too much, then X, Y, and Z could happen. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm invincible. I don't need you to tell me what to do. Right. You parents know this all too well. They resist, they protest and they do whatever the hell they want to do anyway. Right. They make their mistakes unless they are terrified of you as a parent. I mean, terrified where they are afraid of stepping out into their independence, right? They're going to make their mistakes. And then you're there hopefully to help clean them up with them, not for them, with them. Truth is that if you have a good and healthy relationship with your kids where they trust you and they trust that you're a solid ally, where they're not controlled, and every detail of what they do uh, is managed, micromanaged, and and they have to get your approval to even breathe, right? Where you speak openly with them about life, and you have a good pulse on where they are in their life, then the likelihood that you won't have to be able to, you know, heavily influence your children, that you know, that's that's pretty low, right? When your kids feel supported, but not controlled, when they feel understood and seen, when they are encouraged to be their own unique selves without criticism, restriction, judgment, right? Then they'll listen to you. It's called mutual respect. If you don't have that with your children, you're screwed. You're going to get that opposition. You're going to get that defiance, right? Otherwise, if you don't have that, you might as well have a seat. Get your bag of popcorn and watch them make the mistakes. They're going to flip you off and they're going to walk out the door as they do it. I've seen this play out over and over and over again with parents and their kids. And it's a shame. But now, what about the other people in your life? Your friends, your colleagues, your other family members who... They come to you, listen to this, this is frustrating y'all. I guarantee you, you've had at least one person do this to you once or multiple times, right? They come to you and it really sounds like, and it looks like they want help. But no matter how your conversation goes, no matter how grounded your wisdom is, no matter how valid it is, they don't take it. So what's that all about, right? So here's the deal with that. It really comes down to you. And I'm going to explain what I mean. You have to figure out how, you know, how hungry somebody is for your advice. You can't just there, you know, jump in, they call you up, Oh, I need your help. And you're like, okay. No, you got to do some assessing in order to avoid the frustration. You got to do some assessing. How hungry are they for your advice? Right? read the room. Think about who you're dealing with. How do they typically show up? Do they follow through? Do they really listen? Right? Or do they not? I have many times because of what I do as a therapist, just jumped in when it comes to my friends and family and started to offer my feedback or try to fix a situation because I really do know better. And if I get channeled information, I'm going to share it. That's not always what people want from me all the time. I've been told that, I receive it, I hear it, and I've gotten better at taking pause before I start to um, offer feedback. It's been valuable to me to hear that. And sometimes people just wanna vomit all over you, okay? They wanna empty their emotional stomach all over you so that they can then fill it up again with other things. And they'll come back and ask for your help and they'll vomit all over you and they'll do nothing differently. And others enjoy practicing helplessness. I mean, it sounds weird, I know, but it's very, very true. I've been doing this a long time. And some people really like to feel helpless because they're terrified of what life would be like if they actually took responsibility for what's going on with them. They're actually terrified of success and feeling good right? There are plenty of people in our lives who just want to bitch and moan about their lives and they see you or me as a stable person who can hold space for them. Okay. And, and most people aren't cognizant of that. And they're not capable of saying, I don't want you to say anything. I just need to vent. I just need to share. I just need you to hold space, right? Most people don't show up like that. So we get sucked in. So you get tricked into thinking that they really want your help. At least it really sounds like it, right? They're in need. They come to you. Oh, I need your help. And then you decide to dive in headfirst, all in, share your wisdom, suggestions, and advice. And they agree. They're like, yeah, I know you're right. You're right. Okay, I'll do it. And they agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. Because after all, they see you as somebody who knows better or is the wise one, right? But the reality is they aren't seeking what you think they're seeking from you. Again, you have to assess the situation. What most people are looking for is a safe place to dump and run. (laughs) It's just the truth. Dump and run. Truth is, you have to learn who you're dealing with so that you know how to show up for both you and them. Period. And that takes practice. It takes awareness. It takes a moment of breath to just really say, okay, let me look at the pattern of this person. This person always comes. This person always asks for help and they, they don't ever do anything either of their own volition or based on the things that I suggested them. So what, why am I investing all of my energy, time, uh, and effort into getting in the weeds with them? Right? So it takes practice. And like I said, we all want connection and service. We want to help. We want to bond. We all like that. Because helping somebody, it feels good. And allows us to feel significant. And y'all, that feels good too, doesn't it? So know your audience because you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves and you waste your precious, precious time, your energy, and you end up feeling emotionally exploited because you invest yourself in their shit and only want to rinse them off. Right? It gets to the point you're like, yeah, I'm just so, uh, you vomited all over me and it's icky. Right? You just want to clean it up for them. Give them a new set of clothes and a guidebook for their journey. It's hard. I know. It's been a hard lesson for me to learn. I'm still learning it. It's habit for me to lean in and offer suggestion to relieve somebody's pain. It's what I do for a living. It's my mission here on earth to relieve pain and suffering and help people feel good. But at some point, like I do, you got to know that people do what they do and you allow what you allow. If you don't want to get suckered in to trying to save somebody, know who you're dealing with. How many times has this person wanted to dump all over you and not listen to your guidance only to remain in the same uh, uh, place and deplete you of your time and energy? Know who you're dealing with and act accordingly. People want to be heard. And very few people have anyone to listen to them. This is just true. That's why if you find that maybe you're in the grocery or you're somewhere else and somebody just starts to talk to you, you know, the likelihood is that they, they, they just need to be heard or there's something about you. There's some energy, a beautiful energy that they know that they can be blessed by it. Or you might say something that will help them, right? So people want to be heard and very few people have anyone to listen to them that can hear them let that be the first step you take. Just listen. Don't fix. Don't get into the weeds. Just listen and hold space. And next, ask them this very important question. I had to learn it too. Ask them this. Do you need me to help or do you need me to just listen? And if they say they want your help and they continue doing the same thing that hurts them, know that what they're really wanting is a safe place to purge. And you don't ask that question anymore and you can be that without being depleted. You just have to manage how much of your energy you're willing to give them, how much of your time. I always support people helping other people and giving people a space to dump their shit out. We all need that. I mean, we have to. We can't just carry everything. And I can't tell you how many times I've called my family and friends when I just needed to vomit out what was happening. I I need to sometimes too. I can't carry it all. I'm human. I can handle a lot, but sometimes I need my, my, uh, my space holders, which need to be heard and I need to be acknowledged. And perhaps I needed them to offer me a different way to think about something so I could relieve my frustration and pain, pain. You know, we all need, we all need reframes, but for me, I do my best to read the room, to read the person. I do my best to hear what people need to hear, you know, what they need and, and to show up accordingly. And I do my best to watch my energy. But what I've learned most that's helped me in the, in, you know, in the highest way is that I never get more emotionally invested in another person's life than they are in their own lives. Just don't never anymore. Cause I, I look out for how open and willing they are to change our lives. So if they're not, if, if they're given 75% or if they're giving 50% and they want me to give a hundred, hell no, I meet them where they're at and I help them where they're at friend or client. I can invest all of my own time, all of me in my own life. And if people are really yearning for my advice and guidance and they take action, well, I am all in with that. You can have my full investment. That's what I tell my clients too. I will step up as much as you step up because I can't want more for you than you want for yourself. Right? I can't influence your decisions anytime because we all make our own decisions ultimately. And that's where free will comes. So the next time someone in your camp, whoever you know, comes to you to emotionally vomit all over you, just step back, just emotionally distance yourself from it and remind yourself that the first step is to listen and discern if this person is practicing the dumping or if they really wanna be helped based on their history of behavior. The person really doesn't want to be helped, wants to dump, limit your time and only respond with words that don't get into the weeds with them like this. These are things that work like, hmm, or wow, or, oh, okay. Or, wow, that must be tough. I'm so sorry it's so hard for you. Like, Or, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Sometimes that's all people need to hear. It's just compassion. I'm so sorry you went through that. That's it, right? You could say a lot by saying very little. And the more you focus on becoming the version of yourself that you want to be, and if somebody's really ready to receive that, give it to them. Hopefully, they'll truly follow your guidance. Right? Otherwise, just hold as much space as you can. Have compassion. Stay neutral. Don't get too involved. Honor that they're struggling and accept that not all people who say they want help want it. Not all people who say they want help are ready to get out of their situation or that they're ready to do whatever it takes to change. There's not read the room and respond accordingly. And you'll save yourself a lot of frustration and energy. If you do this, I hope today was helpful. If it was, go ahead and let me know, write me an email, write a Or write a rating and review on iTunes. Let me know. And remember, just read the room. Be helpful be available be open but also respect your your boundaries it's so important i wish you a blessed day a wonderful week and as always live intuitively thanks for listening to the intuitive therapist if you like what you heard the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend